Optimization is generally detrimental to future success, but it's the only way to accomplish present success while in competition with others who are equally interested in short-term results. Program Analyst Eric Nagum. I'm Justin McDonald, COO of Blue Line Pressure Washing, LLC, here in Martinsburg, West Virginia. Hey, this is Eddie Crispin, CEO of Blue Line Pressure Washing. Coming up this episode, we're going to take a in-depth look at search engine optimization or SEO for small businesses. A lot of good information and conversations coming your way. Stay tuned. Welcome back to another episode of The Wash. All right, welcome back, everybody. First off, we want to apologize here for being away for about two weeks without getting an episode out. It's been a pretty busy year so far for myself with my regular job. Um, and Eddie, uh, you've been l- working like a mad scientist down here researching and, and studying and getting us ready for this wash season. Yeah, so for those of you that have been in business more than one year, you kind of know the way that this works. You slow down December, January, and then... Uh, about mid-February, things start to really kick off, and if you're not putting yourself in a position to be ready for that mid-February, early March, hit the ground running, you're going to really regret it. So I've been spending a lot of hours in the office and building things up, getting things ready, sending out some marketing materials, and hopefully preparing to kick off another excellent season here. Yeah, we like to build upon our success from last year, get this season kicked off the right way. You were out washing today, actually. Yeah, I uh, went out this morning and we had a client that they're putting their house on the market. So they needed their house, their concrete, their deck, their porch, all that stuff washed. Those are the good high ticket items that you want, those whole house packages. Yeah, well, we've had a a rare bit of warm weather here for February. Second year in a row. Yeah. Last year I started, normally we actually open about the third week of February. But I've been washing since last week. Yeah. Uh, And today is what... uh, February the 11th. 11th. So we've actually started washing the first week of February. Yeah, well, this this whole winter actually in our area, I know know other areas around us have got hammered, but this has really been a mild, other than a couple weeks in December, where it was super, super cold. Yeah, right after Christmas, it was like... It's been a real uh, mild winter here, so... Polar vortex cold, but... We, and we've been, we just keep getting these mild winters and we keep getting these mild winters and I'm just waiting for that other shoe to drop because we're about due we're, for a blizzard. We're, it's we're been... Hopefully, hopefully it's not about a mid-March blizzard. Yeah, if, let's... if we haven't got it yet, let's just go ahead and skip yeah, it and get the spring. Let's go ahead and, and skip a blizzard this year. <laughs> Good. Uh, well, I mean, we can skip a blizzard every year and be fine with I me, like but... I like some snow. But yeah, we, we need to go ahead and get the spring, get it started. Yeah. Well, hey, so I got some follow-up for you from last, from last episode. Uh, we're, we're talking, talking about, about the pizza. We're talking about the pizza, right? Okay. So for you, for you, for you uh, uh, listeners out there that didn't tune into us so, or forgot what we were talking about last episode, Pizza Hut is trying to was trying to break the the Guinness World Book of Records um, that was set in 2012 by making the world's largest pizza. Uh, again, reminder: it was 13,990 square foot of pizza. All right. So they did it at it. Uh, it was a YouTube sensation. Uh, some uh, some individual named uh let me see pulled up here uh eric decker okay uh, he's a youtube personality or whatever and so he he teamed up with pizza hut to make this world's largest pizza to set the record again all right so they did it at the la convention center i don't know if you're familiar with the convention center kind of yeah I, it's it's um it's a big it's a big place so their goal was to make fourteen thousand square feet they came just short but they still set the record 
So you ready for these numbers? Yeah, let's have them. All right. 13,653 pounds of dough. Oh, my goodness. 4,948 pounds of pizza sauce, marinara sauce. I'm getting heartburn. 8,800 pounds of cheese. And 630,496 pieces of pepperoni. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my. Who had to count the pepperonis? Uh, Could you imagine being the guy that gets that job? Here, you count how many pepperonis go on a pizza. So, remember, we we didn't have many many answers uh, last week or last episode when we were talking about this because they they, um, were just advertising it. Yeah, I had a lot of questions, but not, not many answers. Yeah. So, January... The 13th, they pulled it off. So at the L.A. Convention Center, they, they had uh, workers, and it doesn't say how many workers, but they had workers, uh, work, they worked for 48 hours straight. Oh, my goodness. Setting this thing up. So they wound up with 68,000 slices of pizza. 68,000. 68, so, which is actually, and what they did with it was pretty cool. They donated all the pizza to all of the all different types of charities and, and food shelters and stuff like that all across okay. Los Angeles, right? So they fed the homeless in Los Angeles for a day. <laughs> basically, basically. So what they did was they basically laid a like a uh, giant uh, painter's cloth. Okay. Uh, a 14,000 square foot piece of painter's cloth. And it had to be made specifically for that because there's yeah, no yeah. reason for a 14,000 square foot painter's cloth. Yeah, so basically they laid a, a cloth down on the concrete floor and then they put some of that um, sterile uh, white paper okay. over top of it. Uh, and then they just they built the pizza on top of that. So what they did was they had two giant cranes that okay. were sitting on either side of the pizza. And both of them dangled basically what it what it amounts to is giant circular heat guns. And they dangled these heat guns down over top of the pizza, right off the surface of the pizza, and, and alternated them with the cranes. And, and and they cooked it. Okay. I so. mean, that's better than my campfire idea. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, yeah, that's a lot of campfires, especially in L.A. Um, but it, it, it took six and a half hours to cook the pizza. Oh, wow. But uh, they they cooked it all the way through, and they they set the record, um, beating uh, a group of chefs uh, in Italy. Wow! So, yeah. So there's that that's for you. Yeah, it's uh, that's pretty cool though. So I I assume there's a YouTube video of this. There, out there is now? a YouTube video of it. <laughs> well, so if you guys want to watch the yeah. video, go check the video out. It's it's actually pretty cool. I watched it earlier. Um, so it is pretty cool how they set this whole thing up and. They they brought they brought the cheese they brought stuff in basically on small dump trucks, and dumped it on and and used a giant like rake, basically to put so, everything in a position. So did they hire a good pressure washing company to sanitize <laughs> somebody, dump trucks? Yeah, somebody's going to be sanitizing something. So that's pretty cool. Uh, a lot of people got fed. They got to break the record. I'll be interested to see when somebody else uh, goes after that record. Yeah, and, uh, Pizza Hut's doing it. Not that we're trying to give a plug for Pizza Hut, but it's pretty cool. Pizza Hut's doing it to, to launch their February 1st launch of their the big New Yorker pizza that's coming okay. back. Okay, I got you. Well, I do have something I need to... I, I've been sitting on this. We've been talking about this. It's out on YouTube now, but we're going to put it out on the podcast. We've finally gotten everything, all the approvals we need for it. Blue Line Pressure Washing from now until the 15th of April... Uh, any equipment that you purchase from us, as far as skids and trailers, not manifolds or 
wands or anything like that. But if you buy a skid build, a trailer build, $288 of that purchase is going to go directly to Shriners Children's Hospital for a, a program that we're running with them. From now to April 15th, any uh, skid or trailer builds that are p purchased, we're going to donate $288 to Shriners. Uh, the reason we came up with that number is because for their monthly payment, what they ask for in a donation, that's what it turns out to be per year. It's about $288 a year is what they ask for on their commercials, so that's where I pulled that number from. So if you want to donate to them without having to purchase a rig, you want to donate to them on yourselves, we definitely encourage you to do that. A lot of, a lot of little kids could use some good medical care, and uh, St. Jude's is, is another good one. But we, we like to try to give back, and that's the way we decided to go after it this year, and we can finally announce it. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I'm excited about that. My, uh, I was telling my um, uh, my uncle about that. He's uh, a mason and, and part of the Shriners Hospital and stuff like that, and he was really excited about that. Um, they get really excited when companies step up and want to partner and do stuff like that. Yeah. So that'd be that'd be kind of cool. It'd be kind of cool actually at the end of the or at the end if we decide to do it later on in the year to go visit a hospital. Yeah. That'd be kind of cool. So if any of you guys out there want to donate, um, I'll, I'll add a link in to the website here to Shriners Hospital. You can donate through purchasing equipment or you can donate on your own. So that'll be there. Anything else we got going on in, in the company right now? Um, no, nothing that we can release yet. Any Anything else that we're doing has not been cleared for release by the... Fully vetted. By the... The person in charge of our R and D, which just so happens to be <laughs> just you. We are, yeah, we're working on a couple different things. If you guys, if you guys are any of you out there watching any of the Facebook groups and stuff, you know there's a couple uh, real hot and heavy discussions going on about some different topics. Um, so we're gonna go in the we're gonna go in the shop here before we really get heavy in the season. Uh, we're gonna test out some stuff. We're gonna put some of the R and D. It's gonna be some YouTube stuff. So we're gonna put it out on YouTube um, on our YouTube channel. Uh, and talked about it here on the podcast, but um, not necessarily something that we might not be doing or we might be doing, but just it's some just, general industry stuff that yeah. nobody's really testing or or everybody's got a theory about with no real facts or data to back it up. Yeah, so. we, we see these things about do this with your equipment, do that with your equipment, and there's it very well may work. It very well may be great ideas, but there's not really that we can find any R and D or testing or, or evidence that it works. So Justin yeah. is going to devise a test and a plan and then we'll start recording. We're going to uh, jump in there like a bunch of, uh, like a bunch of scientists trying to figure out what's going on with this stuff. So um, we're going to, we got a couple pieces of equipment that we want to test to failure. We want to put under some different, some different uh, strenuous activities and some different temperatures and stuff like that. So as soon as we get that info out, we'll, we'll put that out. Like I said, that's going to be coming out in some of the YouTube stuff later on. Uh, so stay tuned for that. And by all means, uh, anybody out there listening, if you've got any ideas of something you want, you want tested or you want us to look at, again, shoot us a message and we'll take a look at it. Eddie, you got anything else for people before we take our first break? Uh, no, I don't, I don't think so. I, I am going to, I am going to do a little bus throwing here before we, uh -oh. before we go on a break. All right, well back that bus up. So, you know, with Stephen here, the the last podcast we talked a little bit, a little bit about video gaming and gaming stress relief, that kind of thing. As, as we're recording this, and I'm I'm getting just death stares at the moment. <laughs> yeah, you are. As as we're recording this, uh, my 15 year old, who I had to force to say hi to you guys the last time, is sitting down here with a promise of being perfectly quiet, which that in and of itself 
It's amazing. It's outstanding. Minecraft. How many of you guys out there are Minecraft fans? Because as much as I love my video games, I just can't do it. And Justin and I were talking off air. Got a $500 video game system playing a video game that I could have played back in 1996 on, on a Windows 98 computer or a, or a Windows 95 computer. Yep. It almost actually reminds me of the first original Doom. Yeah, it kind of does. That the, the blocky it graphics. Does. I've never seen anything that's, to me, such a waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> and that comes from the two of us who probably, we've got a lot of hours in video games. Oh, Talk about waste of times. I got all kinds of hours in a video game, but at least my video games have a goal. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, on that break, we'll give we'll give Tori a little bit of a break from that bus from that run over, and we'll be back with you in a minute. All right. Welcome back to the wash here, everybody. We're going to jump into a discussion here today regarding uh, SEO, search engine optimization. Eddie, give us a little bit of backstory. What exactly is search engine optimization? Uh, I'll, I'll give you the technical definition of search engine optimization is the practice of optimizing a website or web page to improve its visibility and ranking in search engine results pages. Is anybody asleep yet? Yeah. <laughs> give us that in layman's terms. <laughs> it's search engine optimization is essentially using keywords, techniques, strategies, and content to kind of optimize your website uh, for search engines. It's, it's basically exactly what it says. What it's designed to do is help the search engines point customers at your website. For example, if you're sitting at your house and you type in pressure washing near me or pressure washing Martinsburg, West Virginia, you, your content, the, the near me, where that comes in, your content, you got to have your, your pictures geotagged, uh, named if you take a before and after picture, for instance, we're in Martinsburg, a before and after picture in of a house wash, uh, you're going to put house wash Martinsburg, West Virginia on your picture. You're going to put that on your website. Google will crawl that. It'll see that. And then if you're in Martinsburg and you're typing pressure washing near me, it'll at some point put the picture together with the words, the keywords that are on your website and say, hey, this website deals with pressure washing services in Martinsburg, West Virginia. That's kind of the, the basic idea behind it. There's there's a lot more specifics and technicalities to it than what, what my knowledge base will go into, but this hopefully will give you guys a better understanding of SEO, why you need it, and how to use it. Google's official definition of SEO uh, is the process of getting traffic from free, organic, editorial, or natural search results using standard search engines. Right. So basically what it's looking for is it's looking for what we call hit terms. It's it's mm-hmm. searching the entire web looking for specific terms and returning that. So if, if I'm understanding it correctly, um, the whole point of SEO is to have your your page, your information, whatever you want seen first. Right. Or seen as high on the results as, as you want. Well, and from what I was reading, typically you typically first page results is where you want. Yeah, nobody looks past the first page when they're looking for a home service business. That's just the nature of the beast. Unless it's your company and you're trying to figure out what page you're on, nobody's going to page two or page three looking for a home service business. They're going to take somebody off that first page, and that's who they're going to run with. Uh, So your keywords or hit terms, whatever you want to call it, those are your big things. A lot of the guys in our industry call them keywords. So that's kind of the stuff you want to 
you want to zero in on and get yourself ranking on that first page of Google. And a, a big piece of that puzzle, a GMB or a, they, they're calling it something else now, uh, Google business listing. You should be Google my business, now it's a Google business listing. That's a huge step in the right direction for your, your search engine optimization. Doing the research on this because you you've typically you've been the one that's been really digging into this. So uh, I had to do my had to do a little bit of research to kind of uh, get up to par for this conversation. Apparently, there's six or seven different types of SEO. What we're talking about is the common term of white hat SEO. Mm-hmm. When you hear somebody talk about white hat SEO, they're they're talking about the big search engines. So they're talking about customization with like Google, uh, Bing, Yahoo, uh, all of those major right major search engines then there's there's uh several other uh seos that all fall under uh like intranet local net a bunch of different stuff like that right but what we're talking about white hat seo we're talking about the major search engines right um to optimize your web tools so a couple of the big questions that come up with seo and and more common discussed topics on a lot of the the uh social media pages right is what is seo how to use it can you use it can anybody use it that type of thing. What the real purpose of SEO is to get more eyes on your page the quickest. Right. You yes. want you want your product front and center. It, it's to generate, as, as Google said, free search engine results. Get in front of your customers. You you can't sell if your customers don't know that you're there. Um, and an online presence and an increasingly on you know digital world that we live in. We've discussed it in the past. Yellow pages is like a thing of the past at at, at this point. Ninety uh, percent of your client base is not going to the yellow pages looking for you. They're going to uh, search engines. Uh, they may see you. Some of your client base may see you in print ads in the paper, things like of that nature. But most of what you're going to get as far as organic leads is going to come from um, either going out and meeting the people yourself, door knocking, door hangers, flyers, that kind of stuff, or from your website. And a good, well-put-together, neat, clean website that is optimized for your search engines is going to be a huge tool in your business. If you guys want to refer back to the quote at the beginning of of this episode, Eric Nagam, uh, he's a Swedish um, programmer, uh, or no, I think he's Norwegian. Um, but anyways, he's he's a, a foreign programmer, a computer programmer, and he's worked with all kinds of multi-million dollar companies. A lot of the Forbes 500 companies he's done consulting stuff with. What I didn't know, and I had to learn about SEO, is optimization, it's not for future growth. Uh, optimization is for your here and now. It, yeah, it's, it's for it's, right now. You want to generate leads right now so you can start a cash flow so you can get that leads going. It's... It has very little to do with future marketing and future success. Right. It's you want customers to see your stuff now. Um, It's kind of the the double-edged sword. Yeah, things are always changing. And that's not to say, so to to clear up any confusion that that this may cause for you, that's not to say that uh, you shouldn't do search engine optimization if you want your company to run long-term. Your search engine optimization should be front and center of your digital presence and it should be being worked on constantly it should be changing with the times evolving uh, getting better constantly going your long-term lead flow is going to come from your crm uh, your referrals your google my business uh, 
you're you're beating ratings, beating you're, the you're, the sidewalk. Yeah, your five star ratings, that kind of stuff. Your reviews. That's what I was looking for. Search engine optimization is simply a tool to generate today's leads, but to also go along with the the trickling leads from your other channels. In your experience, would you say that let's say we'll, we'll use our company for example? What would you say our immediate response has been since we have really uh, incorporated a lot more SEO stuff? And I'll be the first one to be honest with you. I'm old, so when when we first broached this subject, that you know, getting the I remember I remember uh, wildfire and stuff like that back when you know it was you first could start building your websites yeah. and stuff like that. So um, designing the website and having the website and stuff like that is not really a foreign concept. But when we started getting into this new into this more technological type stuff um i was hesitant to it at first because it was like oh my golly we're, we're getting into a whole new i just i just want to go out and work you know yeah but, so that that's actually an interesting conversation that you bring that up because i remember it uh when i when i brought it to you and told you that hey this is the direction we're gonna go and i remember your hesitation in it and basically uh your big thing was you know what it'll free you up if somebody else is working on the website but I still just, I don't understand how this is going to help. And I contribute a good portion of our growth from 2020 uh, to 2021 to website. Yeah. So the the website actually generated a massive portion of our growth in 2021 and continued to generate that in 2022. Now, I was running our website and I had some of the easier tactics of SEO plugged into and incorporated into our website. But uh, if you're just starting out, that's a good way, that's a good route to go. Uh, But as soon as you can find a company that you can offload that job to, because it is super time consuming and there's a lot to learn when it comes to SEO and it's always changing. So unless you're willing to stay in constant education on how the SEO is changing, uh, that's what a good marketing company, a good website company, uh, that's what they're good for. Now that you say that, I mean, look how many times, how many times a month do you think Google, for example, pushes updates out to their search engine or changes an, or changes a search function or changes uh, uh, you know, a programming code or something like that? That affects, it, it goes down the line, affects your CEO or SEO. That's where you need those companies that are constantly on top of those changes right. and updates in the industry to because somebody, if you're if you're an owner operator, um, or you're a small business, you you can't keep on top of all that stuff. Uh, you you never you never do anything but stay on the computer. You have other jobs in your business that need your attention. So once you get to a point where you can pay for SEO, and if you can, as a startup, if you're starting up and you have a little bit of capital to go ahead and get a professional website and a professional team on your website to do your SEO, I recommend doing that. If not then, you know, do a, do just a little bit of research. Take what we're telling you today, uh, add on to it with some research of your own, and get after it. But and, don't don't ignore it. Yeah, and, and I will, again, I, I'll, uh, I'll throw myself under the bus here. Um, I, I was just ig- honestly ignorant to the way that it was running until I really started seeing what, what Eddie was doing and seeing what the company, you know, Footbridge was doing with our, our SEO and stuff like that and really started doing my own research. There's no way around it. I mean, no. if you want to be competitive in today's market marketplace as a business, there's no way around uh, no. a web presence. Everything now is spaced around 
doing transactions, you know, uh, scheduling, communication, everything is, is around the web now. One, one of the things that makes our customers so happy with us before we even show up is our digital footprint. The, the stuff they see on our website, the stuff they see on our YouTube channels, you know, other Facebook, all that kind of stuff. They, they love that. And then when they reach out and they talk to us, they get a quote almost instantly out of Jen and everything is seamless. The, the quote comes yep. over an email and text if they want. They can approve or deny the quote right there. They don't have to worry about scheduling a time, doing this, being home, making sure they're home when I get there to do the estimate. It's all streamlined and it's all digital. I mean, there's still something said for old school down home businesses mm-hmm. that you know still still do stuff old school. There's a little nostalgic feel to it. But if you want if you want to stay competitive in the marketplace today, you, you've you've got to digitize your company and you've, you've got to you've got to have digital. You've got to have a web there, a web presence. There's again, there's there's still something to speak for to your point for in person estimates and in person conversations about you know what your customer is desiring for their their project a lot of and and that's a big thing especially on high ticket items you you're going to do a uh four or five thousand dollar high ticket job for a client you probably should quote that in person yeah just so that you can get a good feel and make sure that well, you get a good value for your time and your customer gets a good value for what you're serving well providing. customers customers today and, and kind of getting kind of getting sidetracked we're going down a wormhole here but customers today in, in today's society and I'm, I'm right there with the rest of them um they want their cake and he eat it too mm-hmm. right they want they want to be they want everything to be done digital they want their quotes they want to be able to pay their bill online they want to be able to 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 pop in and chat or ask a question whenever they want but they expect you to answer the phone when they call as well right so being able to offer that, I think we add a lot more to our business. Being able to have a lot, nothing frustrates me more. Not I'll jump on soapbox here in a minute. Oh, I know where this is going. These companies who have nothing but these automated freaking customer service centers, nothing will make me go into an angry rage faster than asking for customer service and having that stupid computer lady tell me to repeat myself five or six times, and then and then to find out. That there is no actual person to person. Oh yeah, I've had I, a few of those. That oh my goodness, it, that'll it's, drive you nuts. It's a good thing that Frontier doesn't report their customer recordings because <laughs> I know I have cussed out at least at least half a dozen of those recordings because I want to get connected, to actually talk to somebody, and then I can't get somebody that speaks English. Yeah. So, anyways, I'll get off the soapbox there, and we'll get back to SEO. But lesson learned there is answer your phone, be available. Yeah. But also, you need to be in the in the it, technological age. If you're not in a position where we are, where where you don't have a Jennifer answering your phones, there are companies out there, answering services out there, that will take the call, read a script that you provide to them, ask the questions that you need asked, get the customer's information, and forward that on to you so that you can get them a quote when you get done your your wash job type of yep. thing. It's it's still somebody a, a live person answering the phone. And that makes a huge difference rather than a voicemail. Nine times out of ten, customers not going to leave you a voicemail. No, I, I don't leave voicemails. No. I mean, unless, I, unless I'm – I don't even leave voicemail with you half the time. You no. Know? The only time we leave each other a voicemail is if we're cussing at each other yeah. in the voicemail because because we didn't answer the phone. Well, I mean, so many people and, – and, and I will come to the bat for most of the people, but 
I'm one included again. That so many people screen their calls nowadays. Yeah, I screen every one of my calls unless they're not in my in my call book because I'm so sick of these computer spammers. Yeah. So if, if I don't blame people for not answering the phone on the first ring, typically, usually, if I see the same number call two or three times in a row, I'll, I'll pick it up. But usually, usually, we've got the ability now with our CRM to throw a text message to our customers. Yeah. Say, hey, we're trying to get in touch with you. Give us a call back, type of thing. But anyway, so can anyone learn how to to use SEO on their on their web presence? So with a little bit of time and, and effort, uh, you can you can learn how to do SEO yourself. Uh, again, it's an ever changing monster. So if you're if you're starting out and you need to learn it so that you can kind of get yourself going, uh, there are some some of the easier things that you can do. You know, figure out your keywords for your area. Pressure washing, soft washing, uh, concrete cleaning, exterior cleaning, house wash, roof wash, those kind of things. But don't overuse them either because that, that can be a problem, and I think we're going to touch on that later. Yeah, but, we'll hit on that. I mean, we're, we're just dumb country boys, and, and yeah. you know. We're, if I can learn how to do it, you can learn how to do it. Yeah, it's just we figured out now we don't have the time to do it. No. So. No, I have, as you grow you should take less jobs in your business and start working more on your business. Yep. Well, hold that thought. We're going to go uh, make sure Jen's getting the bills paid. We'll be right back. All right, and we're back. We're going to jump right back into our conversation here. How does SEO work uh, to help your business directly? What are, what are some of the immediate results that you see from employing an SEO tactic? We said SEO is about right now, helping you right now, but it's also a long game. You're not going to see the results of SEO. You're not going to go through and do the SEO on your website tonight and then tomorrow wake up and see that you're ranking on the first page of Google. It takes a little bit of time. It takes four to six months sometimes to get your website ranking you know, high up on Google. We first turned our website over to Footbridge. Uh, we were we were already on our way and, and positioned well in Google rankings, and then Footbridge just kind of took us to that next level, and they got us a lot of areas that we service were either the number one or the number two search result outside of the paid ads that are up there. So I, I guess that, that goes into, and again, this is, uh, I don't know a lot about how the search engines, uh, you know, do their search formulas and, and program coding and stuff like that. But I'm, I'm, I imagine it's there's some formula that's got to do with amount of searches versus amount of hits versus you know who's searching in that there, area. There's it, there's probably a whole bunch that goes into figuring out your engine position. Yeah. There, there's a lot that goes into it. The search engines will crawl your website every so often and pick up the tidbits of information and kind of start putting things together. And the more content, relevant content you have, uh, blog posts, before and after pictures reviews is a big one so they are looking for it's, web activity they're, they're from looking the, for all kinds of stuff gotcha that's in, that's interesting like i said I, I don't know um that's not one of the uh, i've got a lot of strong suits but jumping into that world pro the computer programming and coding and stuff like that's not really not really my cup of tea so i'm maybe we'll have maybe we'll have we know a few uh a few nerds out there that that live in that world might have one of them jump on uh, with us in one of these next episodes and maybe give, give us an education and a little yeah. bit of that. You touched on this a little bit earlier. So how can, 
uh, inappropriately or, or, or not properly engaging SEO on your website hurt? Well, so you called it the white hat SEO earlier. So there, there's another terminology, black hat SEO practices, such as keyword stuffing, um, buying links, cloaking content, that kind of thing. Uh, if you're writing up a, a post and you use soft washing in uh, a single paragraph like six or seven or eight times and uh, pressure washing, if you just stuff your content full of keywords, the search engines will actually penalize you uh, for content stuffing. Um, if your website is optimized, optimized in a way that creates a poor user experience, search engines will uh, penalize you. And, and things like that are like misleading or irrelevant keywords. Uh, so if you're filling a bunch of keywords in just to drive traffic to the website, like things that aren't relevant to what your website is discussing. So you've got a pressure washing website and you put a bunch of landscaping keywords in there. Yeah. You're, you're misleading your customers, your, your traffic to your, to your website. And then you're, you're going to have a, a negative effect. You're going to get penalized by the search engines and your rankings are going to go down. Uh, and, uh, well, and here's something that, um, I, again, doing my research, I, I didn't realize too, but it's, it's not just towards, um, HTTPS websites. So, mm-hmm. so commercial websites. So, um, like for example, your Facebook pages, Yeah. um, all, you know, Google takes all that into consideration when they're doing, oh yeah, all you Google, they're, Google when they're doing the Facebook formula all the time. Um, so Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, I'm sure is, is another one now that, that TikTok is, is so popular. Any of your social media, your LinkedIn, you, you stuff any of those profiles with keywords. And if your website is a link on one of those profiles, it very well well may penalize your website. Here's a, a something that I was looking at. So there's a lot of argument that goes back and forth as of whether or not SEO, using the SEO, using the optimization tool in the major search engines is an ethical you know, an ethical practice. One side of the coin is saying, Hey, it's, it's perfectly fair. It's, you know, the internet's the wild west, basically. Um, you know, it's perfectly fair to, to drive, you know, uh, business to your site and stuff like that. And then there's the other side to it that said it's cheating. Basically it's, it's, you know, using a hack, you know, to get yourself higher on the Google sheets and stuff like that. What's your take? Um, my take is your company should have a set of core values. And integrity had better be one of those core values. And your high-end customers are who you want to attract, and your high-end customers are going to be attracted by integrity. So if you're going to be a trustworthy, well-represented company, then you need to act with integrity in all facets of your business, not just your customer interactions, but the the back end, the office and I, I see a lot of marketing strategies even that I just, I can't wrap my brain around it because it's it's a deceit, it's lying. Uh, so use, use your judgment, it's your company, but I would strongly recommend you stay and do it the integrity, the, the way that's with integrity and morally just. I'll see ads on TV or see, you know, pop-ups on Facebook and stuff like that, you know, advertising advertising this advertising that i'm not i can name a few but i'm i'm not going to and you know outright 
that they're either lying in the ad or you know that that is not at all a service that they provide or you've seen the services that they provide and it's not anything like they're advertising. Here's a perfect example. You're playing free cell or solitaire or some other type of game on your cell phone. And another, they don't don't have those on your cell phone. Yeah, they do. I play it all the time. (laughs) Another ad for another game comes across your phone and you're like, man, that looks kind of cool. And then you get that game and it's nothing like the advertisement. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to throw any names out on that either, but we all know who I'm talking about. We've all seen ads for games, clicked on a game, and be like, that's ah, nothing like what the ad said it was. Yeah. And that, I mean, that, that basically, then you get into the whole false advertising and, and malicious content type, mm-hmm. of, type of scenarios. Basically, just stay away from that stuff. <clears throat> if, you're, if, you're, if you're people, generally people are smart enough to tell when, when you're trying yeah. to bullshit them or not. Yeah. And, and they'll be able to look at your work, look at your content, and know, all right, you know, I, I trust this company enough to give them a shot, at least, you know, hear what they can do, that type of thing. So just just be honest. Just be engaged in what you're doing. Absolutely. So is there anything else other than your business websites that you can use SEO for? Um, Again, it's your, your Google business listing. Um, you want to make sure that it's properly set up. And, and that one's a fairly easy one because it belongs to google so google's going to pay attention to it so you know you've got your your website your google business listing and then also just not necessarily using seo for your social medias but make sure that the content in your social medias will not drive negative seo results i have my own opinion about the youtube influencer world yeah but Those people who make their living off of doing videos and YouTube videos and the TikTok stuff, they use SEO to death. Yes. And that's how they're, you know, that's how, you know, you can see like one person drive, you know, several million views or several million viewers to one video or one channel. Absolutely. um, Because they almost overuse it. Um, So there's another example of. of, uh, Hashtags. I know. Justin and I are, it's a pound sign old, Justin and I are old school but I use hashtags in our social media yeah. stuff because that drives SEO TikTok Instagram hashtags that's how you, you put those hashtags up there and then when you're you know searching stuff on on Google it remembers hey this person searched this and this person had a hashtag that was relevant to what this person was searching. Let's put this person in front of this person. Yeah. So I love driving the the millennials crazy at work because I know it's a hashtag, but I call it a pound sign just to watch <laughs> their their ears get red because <laughs> they don't realize they don't they don't re- they don't remember the day when you actually use that when, on a telephone yeah. when you actually use the pound sign for something other than TikTok. Yeah, uh, telling your age there, <laughs> telling my age too, because I yeah. know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. So what what kind of information do you need to properly utilize the SEO? So say I wanted say I wanted to to optimize my website up front. What what type of information should I have at the at the ready to go ahead and get that going? You want to do your research for your area. You want to have the keywords. So some parts of the country call it pressure washing. Some parts of the country call it power washing. Soft washing is pretty much across the board. Uh, so you want to know, is it called pressure washing or power washing in my area? That way, when you go to do your website, 
you're even down to your business name. If you're going to have pressure washing or power washing in your business name, you need to uh, make sure you use the right one for your local market, your local area. And don't be afraid to use both terms um, sparingly. But you, you want to know what keywords are effective in your area. You want to make sure you're geotagging your um, before and after pictures, uh, your personal pictures, you know, pictures of you or your team, your truck. You want to put in those pictures. You want to name the file before you even upload it to your website while it's still just on your computer. You want to name the file and then upload it. So if you got a picture of a truck and you want to throw it up on your website, you've got your truck parked out, out in front of an affluent neighborhood in your, your area, you want to name that, that picture the development, the housing development that you're in front of, the area that you're in front of. Put that name in the picture and put your business name, you know, as the title of the picture. Throw it up there. That'll all help. Um, I'm assuming um, all of that information goes in, like, when you do a, a Google search, you got the, the option to search all images. Yes. That's, you know, that, that's, uh, I'm assuming that from what you said, that's what pulls that information up. Um, that will, but it also, when, when Google crawls your website and sees that there's a photograph on your website and that photograph has the title, you know, the name of the file that the picture is when you upload it to Google is pressure washing, uh, the Martinsburg station, then it's going to grab that information. And then when somebody around the development of the Martinsburg station types in pressure washing near me, it Google will recognize, hey, there's a picture that's relevant to this as well as the services that are advertised on the website that this picture is on. Well, because a lot of people don't realize, and and uh, I do know this, um, any any personal device that's connected to um, the web via cellular or Wi-Fi or hotspot or whatever through your time clock, not 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 your GPS on your phone. Your GPS is always activated, right? And it goes through your time clock, so it it is able to pick up, you know, uh, Google. All, all these engines are able to pick up where you're at, what time yeah. you're looking, uh, and geotag your stuff your stuff on the back end, right, of these programs based on your device, right. Um, so, in case you guys are wondering, that you can turn your GPS location off, but it's still going to find it's you still, in those optimizations, yeah. So, well, anything else? Anything else with SEO that we've we've not hit? I think you've pretty much exhausted the the means of my knowledge of SEO. Uh, just doing the research, it's there's so much to it. Like Eddie said earlier, uh, you you could make a full time job out of just optimizing your website uh, because there's so much to it. And and like I said, by the time you learn everything, it's already going to change three times. Right. Um. So. Uh, yeah, the best piece of advice is if you've got the extra capital, get somebody to run your web page, run your optimization for you according to your your standards, um, and let it do the work for you. Don't get bogged down doing the work. Absolutely. We're going to take our last break here. Uh, we've got a Blue Line product spotlight for you. Hang on tight. We'll be right back. All right, and we're back. Eddie, what, what do you have for us today in that Blue Line product spotlight? Well, since we're talking about SEO today, I thought we would go with a local company that 
can handle your SEO and your marketing for you. So SC Studios, um, they're a company local here to Martinsburg, actually a fellow washer. Uh, his brother uh, owns the business and handles the the marketing, the SEO kind of stuff. So that's uh, that's who we're going to throw out there today is give them some love, uh, small business. Uh, you know, obviously everybody knows that we use Footbridge, but um, here's a, another option to support small business that actually we didn't know about until um, here recently. Here recently, and, and as well, it, it would be a conflict of interest for him to represent us and his, you know, and his brother who's you know local to us. Yeah, yeah. So some services that that SC Studios offers: a video production, uh, website design, uh, which in uh, which incorporates your local SEO and more, uh, mobile app development, social media marketing, real estate marketing, um, and then they also have a wedding picture services app, yeah. which I think is pretty cool. It's kind of uh, kind of different. Absolutely. So if you want to reach out and contact them, uh, SC Studios uh, website, we'll post a link here in the podcast, but uh, the website, if you want to write it down, is scmarketingwv.com. Uh, email address m o i s e s at s c marketing wv dot com uh, and just to be clear when I say s c I'm saying Sahara Charlie uh, phone number three zero four three one four two seven five zero I'm gonna throw you under the bus here we go uh, for for you for the military types there that's Sierra. Well, yeah. Sierra Charlie. <laughs> I figured what I bust. I, what did I say? Sahara. Ah, well. I figured I, bu- I figured I bust your stones. We haven't busted you, your stones yet on this on this episode. Yeah, I almost got scot free on this one. Almost did, but <clears throat> almost made it to the end. <laughs> but no, yeah. If you guys uh, have any interest in your web optimization, want some help? Again, like I said, we use Footbridge. SC Studios is a, another another good company that you can reach out to get some information absolutely i think it's about going to wrap us up for today's episode or that this this episode of the the wash so don't forget to check us out on facebook and youtube at blue line pressure washing if you have questions you want us to answer it on the air drop us a line at justin at blue line pressure washing llc.com or you can leave us a voice message anytime at anchor.fn slash blue line pw llc Next episode on The Wash, uh, and like you guys tuned in last episode, uh, we had to cut it a little bit short, uh, so we didn't get to the mailbag in that episode, but I promise you, uh, next episode, we have a a double version of the mailbag coming up, so we're going to get into that, answer some questions. Uh, We're also going to wade into the deep end and discuss equipment maintenance. Uh, I know it's a hot topic for a lot of different people. A lot of different people have their own ways, but we're going to get into that discussion. Uh, We have another product for you in the Blue Line uh, product spotlight. Uh, as, as always, we want to hear from you. We want to hear from you on the Facebook page. We want to hear you guys uh, in the email. Uh, reach out to Anchor. Leave us a voicemail. We like hearing that stuff, and, and we want to keep hearing from you guys. Uh, until next time, stay clean, stay safe, and stay dry. We'll see you out, everybody.